Welcome to the Stages of She podcast, all about women, the lives we lead, the things we care about, the ways we grow and change, our goals, our dreams, our challenges, all from the perspective of your three hosts, me, Liz Thomas, Sarah Strasbaugh, and Christina Godfrey. We're each living different lives in three different generations. Welcome back. We're so happy you're here for our sixth episode of Stages of She. And I I just want to say it. I'm having a blast with this. I don't know about you two. I agree. It's been really fun. We've already had a couple of really great conversations with guests and with each other, too. Well, I hate it. I think it's terrible. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Honesty is one of the best virtues, Christina. (laughs) (laughs) yep in all honesty our topic today is a little heavy but we're going to try to keep it light and also just talk about you know creating space for yourself within the context of your health so we will dig into that and our whole episode is around the idea of not allowing health issues to debilitate you but before we get started we always have to start with our weekly wisdom. So I'm going to hand it off to Christina. So my weekly wisdom is something I just came up with a second ago. And that is that uh, no matter what, even when we're not feeling our best, because uh, just before we started recording, we all admitted that maybe we weren't in the best of moods or that things weren't going our way today, but we're here anyway. So I think you just, you just go for it. And things don't have to be perfect you know we don't have to be you know everything doesn't have to be aligned in order to just move forward make the best of it so here we are Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely I love that and it is so applicable um, because actually one of my best friends and if she ever listens to this episode she'll say you stole that from me but her mom used to say and I use it now with my kids that you wake up you suit up and you show up every day to the mm-hmm. best of your ability. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good weekly wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm adding it to yours. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so what's yours? Um, so mine is just kind of, I feel like it's a little blase as I was feeling before this call, but um, it's kind of about not, I've learned a lot in the last week to just remind myself not to fall into old habits and thoughts and dynamics with people because as you both know there's lots of relationships in life and some of them are positive and some of them are not great Mm -hmm. um and you know there's the family you choose and the family you are with or you get so Mm -hmm. I'm trying to remember not to allow myself to get sucked into the drama yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's good some days it's easier than others and sometimes it's that challenge yeah what about Uh, you Sarah mine is as we get into summer my weekly wisdom to everyone is wear sunscreen (laughs) (laughs) I am fried right now I laid out at the beach yesterday I thought I put enough sunscreen on and I'm totally fried and it's like I don't know where I went wrong but I was on target last night ordering a bunch of sunscreen 
And, you know, it's kind of difficult now. You're supposed to get non-toxic, organic, clean. So I went to the EWG website where you can figure out how healthy ingredients are in products. So that kind of helped me choose. But everyone go buy your summer sunscreen. <laughs> well, and then you have to, do you get mineral sunscreen or do you get zinc? And now I think it's all about mineral. So I know. And the mineral it is it's, confusing. It is. And mineral, I notice, is very thick. It's hard to find a formula that goes on smooth and isn't pasty. Uh, so it took some research. But there's one brand I, I saw that I liked. I think it's just called Think. And you can buy it at Target. And it's yeah, very clean. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that that's your weekly wisdom because that will be something we might actually be interested in talking about later in the episode. But have you either of you checked out Super Goop? Oh, yeah. My friends and I were just on a girl's trip and one of them had a big thing of it. So I bought some and it is awesome. I didn't Mm -hmm. do a deep dive into the ingredients, but they're supposed to be pretty clean. Yeah, I met the owner, the founder of that way back in the day at a trade show and tried to work with her on PR, but at the time they didn't have the budget. And and then, so it's kind of fun to see their brand has gotten so huge. But I was just talking about that brand at my local beauty store and they were not recommending it as much as some of the other stuff that they said was Mm. cleaner, Mm -hmm. but it's a fun brand. It's a family brand. It's got all kinds, you know, all these sunscreens now, I get caught up in a lot of the the pretty packaging. They all have makeup with sunscreen. They all have tinted. I got this Kosas rose gold tinted serum sunscreen. You know that you get mm-hmm. you get caught up in all the mm-hmm. <laughs> the fluffy stuff. <laughs> so true. But so I don't I don't get sunburn though. So yeah, that's good. What was the one you ended up buying, Sarah? remind us it was babo i think they have a lot of more kids sunscreens mm. but they had some adult ones mm-hmm. and it was it was decent on the ewg website uh but it was available at target which was made it easy and they had a spray option which usually the spray options aren't clean ingredients for whatever reason but to me that gets the most coverage there's so many trade-offs when it comes to beauty products. I know. On, on on the other side, it's so funny. My husband will still use banana boat all over his body and <laughs> Neutrogena. And <laughs> I'm telling you, that is so not good for you. You have to get rid of this. And he thinks I'm just nuts. <laughs> what are you talking about? I've been using this banana boat for my whole life. <laughs> men, men don't read the articles no. that talk about why it's not good I know uh, him and my husband can have a nice big long conversation about yeah. the obnoxious amount of money I spend on skincare oh yeah oh yeah I, I hate uh, that conversation me too me too that and the supplements right don't get him going on that no <laughs> Uh, well, awesome. I love the sunscreen one. And um, I think that it's important to wear and you definitely have to find the one that works for you. It's different with kids too, because they don't all stay on very easily. So, you know, you have to buy the one that's going to actually last through the day. Mm -hmm. And reapply after you get in the pool. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, So that's a good segue, I think 
into our topic of this episode, which is health and how not to allow your health issues to debilitate your life, but also instead to empower you. So I really feel like Christina has, we always feel like we lean on her as kind of our guru of the show. She's been through things at different stages than Sarah and I, and I thought I'd have you start, Christina, with just some of your experience with health and what you do to empower yourself with it. Okay, well, this is a topic that I could probably talk about for a long time. I'll try not to bore anyone too much. Um, As I told you guys before we started a recording, I do have a little bit of a weird thing happening to me right now, which is kind of silly, but it's also a reminder not to use, um, what do you call the, the little Q-tips? Q-tips, thank you. Q-tips in your ears. Mm. I went to clean my ears and pushed wax into my ear, and now I can't hear out of my oh, right no. ear. And it feels oh, like no. I am underwater, and it's annoying the heck out of me. So as soon as we're done here, I am going to go get them flushed out. But I am someone that seems to have a buildup of earwax because this happens to me once a year and I find myself at the doctor having to get this wax taken out. So um, I don't know why I keep putting a Q-tip in my ear. Um, I use Q-tips. So that's yeah, good to know. Not good. They're not good because if you have a little piece of wax just like on the outside of your ear and you stick it in, you'll just jam it farther in and then you're in a problem like Mm. I'm in right now. So that said, um, on a more, you know, kind of deeper and more serious level, I, as you guys know, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease back in, I think it was 2004. 14. And I had had Crohn's for probably 20 something years and I never knew it. I would just get these debilitating stomach aches that would last for like three or four hours at a time, sometimes followed up by a fever. But then they would eventually go away by the time I would think to go do something about it, like go to the doctor or go to the ER, you know, it would, it would, the stomach ache would, you know, go away. And, and then I wouldn't come back again for six months or a year. And so I, I basically kind of ignored it for a long time and finally got very fed up. And when I did go to many doctors and have them, you know, test, give me tests. And, but they always said things like, which I hear very frequently from other people who have Crohn's that, that the doctor or the gastro doctor will just say, um, Oh, you probably have a stomach bug. You, since it went away, you'll be fine. Finally, I decided to get my own answers, went to the emergency room when I was in the middle of one of these episodes, demanded that I get a CT scan, which showed that I had scar tissue on my small intestine, which led me down a, a, a huge path which finally resulted in a surgery where they cut out six inches of my small intestine. And I am so glad I had that surgery because I've never had a stomach ache since then. But 
what was so interesting to me at the time, and I was in a big study at Cedar sinai in LA, they have a, an IBD, which is an irritable bowel disease. They have a whole IBD clinic there, they do research. And they asked me lots of questions that I thought were so interesting at the time. Do I have a lot of anxiety? Do I, do I have depression? And I, I kept thinking, what does this have anything to do with my stomach? But now fast forward, what's it been eight years or close to nine years probably that I had my surgery, we all know about the gut brain connection and how now, and now it's, it's just a kind of a common knowledge, I think. So I really took it upon myself to learn a lot and study overall health and changed my diet, changed a lot of things about my life. And I, I have kept my crowns at bay because of that. Now, at the time when I asked all the specialists that were working with me, if I needed to change my diet, if I needed to avoid gluten, if I needed to do anything in particular, they said no. And I find that just, especially now that that's just appalling because it really has to do with inflammation. And so now my diet is, you know, I avoid wheat, not, I don't have a lot of dairy. I try to meditate, exercise, get a lot of sleep, but I still live my life. You know, I still enjoy my coffee in the morning. I still like to drink alcohol. And so I try to balance it out. And, you know, one thing I had an acupuncturist say to me after I'd been diagnosed with Crohn's that really stuck with me all these years. So she said, do not identify with this disease. Do not, do not label yourself as somebody who has Crohn's disease. Don't, don't let it be the ruler of your life. And at, at the time she said it, I had to think about that for a while. And then I really understood what she meant. And I, I really haven't. Like, it's not something I usually even tell people because it isn't a big part of my life. It's just something that I've managed. And it is not, it is not the center of my, my health story. It's just a very small part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you ha- that's a lesson for everyone too about being your own advocate. Like you walking in the emergency room saying, no, I need a test. I need answers. It's funny how doctors can kind of direct you in certain ways if you're not giving them the guidance of what you want and the help you want. I mean, I think think they understand a lot more about it now than maybe they even did then. But what I've learned what I learned after the fact was that when you're pregnant, it can actually really flare up the symptoms. And I did have, when I was pregnant with my, I think it was my, my second or third son, I had these just tremendous stomach pains that was, it's obviously very scary when you're pregnant and you're feeling that kind of pain. So we did go to the hospital and they hooked me up to everything you can imagine. They tested me for that. I have kidney stones, gallstones, you know, was my, was anything rupturing my, I mean, there wasn't one thing wrong with me that they could come up with, but they never thought about Crohn's. They never tested me for that. So it really was discouraging that we, we really have to be the ones to take charge and demand answers and follow it through. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I definitely believe that because it is interesting that it also is, these are human beings, right? In these mm-hmm. healthcare roles and our own background and our own feelings about things do really affect, at least in my experience, what you believe is possible for other people. Mm-hmm. So it is, if you don't advocate for yourself, like sometimes people say, don't look at the symptoms, don't look online, go to a doctor. And that is great, but sometimes you kind of have to do the research and find mm-hmm. out what is causing your pain. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yes, but don't always accept what they tell you either. <laughs> don't truth. <laughs> don't accept it and don't live by it. Know that I firmly believe that we all have the ability to heal ourselves if we understand. Like maybe I could have reversed the scar tissue energetically, but I wasn't willing to spend the effort and, you know, 20 years of whatever that would entail (laughs) to Mm -hmm. reverse that damage. I'm very glad I had the surgery, but Mm -hmm. I wouldn't, that wasn't my first thing that I was going to jump to. I really, I like to look at all different therapies and I, I like to get lots of opinions and then put a plan together that really feels good and right to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I, and it is interesting, like the phase you're in, in life, you know, we were just talking last episode about the importance of just like, kind of fixing the things that you broke mm-hmm. <laughs> at different phases. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like Sarah, that's a good segue because you, mm-hmm. I mean, you obviously, I'm 10 years older than you are and Christina's 20. So, but you're like, we were talking about in our last episode are already kind of forward thinking when it mm-hmm. comes to health. I'd yeah. love to know more about that. Yeah. I'm I'm thankful to be in the know about health issues just because there's a lot more resources out there that share about, you know, going beyond just like your typical health issues. And the thyroid is something we've all heard in the last few years a lot. And my mom has hypothyroid, so her thyroid isn't working properly and that's genetic. And so that I didn't know that that's not, you know, something her doctor said, well, you need to tell your kids to get their thyroid checked. But once I learned that it helps me to advocate for myself. And when I go to my annual physical, I say that my mom has it. And then they will give me like more blood tests to check on my thyroid. But sometimes I have to push them a little for it. They don't, you know, it's not like, oh, yeah, we'll add that to your blood work. And I don't know why that is. But, you know, if I really get them to, like, help help me out here, I just want to know, make sure everything is good. They will. Um, one time it came back, I had Hashimoto's, which is interesting because a lot of people can have Hashimoto's without it giving you issues you may or may not be able to reverse it. There's a lot of different opinions out there. So that I have yet to figure out the best route for myself. Um, I know Christina knows a lot more about Hashimoto's and the different types of doctors you can work with. Um, For me, I, you know, you can switch to a total like non-inflammatory diet. That is 
nearly impossible. And sometimes it doesn't even reverse Hashimoto's. So people argue, you know, whether that actually works, if it's worth it. Um, so I just continue to check mine and make sure my thyroid is working properly once a year. I mean, that's what I feel like all I can do at this point. Right. Well, family history is so, I mean, I think that each generation does a little better and now Mm -hmm. there's so much more insight and information about different diseases based on your genetic makeup. But um, will you explain a little bit just for people that don't know what Hashimoto's is? Cause I'm, I think that would be good for people to know. I'll I'll read what Hashimoto's online, what it says. Um, Hashimoto's disease is an autoimmune disorder that can cause hypothyroidism or underactive thyroid. So when I had blood tests that came back that said, you may have this, you may not. My answers were very, very unclear. And the doctor I saw said, don't worry about it. You're fine. But if you go to try to have kids and you're having issues, if you have energy level issues, like then let's dive deeper. So for now, I'm just aware I'm fine and everything. Uh, My mom is fine. I mean, they have medicine now they can put you on. There's also a lot of natural routes you can take to try to help support your thyroid. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's something I'm still learning about all the time. Now, if I were you, I would go to an endocrinologist and and dig deeper because when you go to just your general doctor or your OB, they are going to say, oh, you may or may not, you're within range or you're, you know, a little low here. They're not actually identifying something that could end up being a big problem for you later on. So my advice would be to get to the bottom of it sooner than later before you start trying to have kids and that can throw your body completely out of whack and launch you, you know, that can like really ignite an autoimmune issue. And mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. the biggest part. The problem with our healthcare system right now is that when you're just going to your general doctors, they, they tell you not to worry about stuff that you should actually be worried about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think finding the right doctor, because I did see an endocrinologist and he was the one that said, these Hashimoto, you know, diets to reverse it. He's like, they don't work. Don't worry about it. So I would agree. I, probably. Like I mm-hmm. think most people that I know that have Hashimoto, I would say every single one that I know that has Hashimoto's are on medication for it, but there are things you can do alongside of that to keep your inflammation down. And, but I would just dig deeper. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mm-hmm. take that answer if I were you. Yeah. Knowing what I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, yeah, the thyroid is something we're paying a lot more attention to now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, and my mom, she has hypothyroid or did. She had to have her thyroid removed. So that's definitely something mm-hmm. I pay attention to as well. Um, and it is so common in women, it seems like, in particular. I say half my friends have Hashimoto's. <laughs> yeah. But the stress, it's that brain-body connection that you were talking Mm -hmm. about, Christina. I do think Mm -hmm. we are at, like, the infant stages of really understanding how much Mm -hmm. that ends up causing our health issues later. Because at least from the different analysis I've done and things that have come up with my health, I feel like there's such a connection. 
Oh, I mean, when I think about the crowns, like how did I even get that in the first place? I mean, it, it stems from way back when you're a child, right? And, and childhood traumas and stresses that you're under that you may not even realize mm-hmm. and how your body processes. You know, I, I was probably in fight or flight since I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. My mom told me that I was a hand wringer when I was young. I was always oh. nervous about everything. <sighs> so it's no wonder that at this point in my life, I take adrenals. I, ha- you know, I have to support my adrenals. I have to, I have to do all these things to, as we talked about before, unwind all the damage that we've done to ourselves. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that's why there are so many autoimmune diseases out there now that people are experiencing because they don't realize how stress just takes a massive toll on your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With my, my first corporate job when I was 22, I experienced like anxiety that led to major jaw pain. So I was always clenching my jaw because I was stressed at this new corporate job and entering this new world. And that was another lesson of managing your own health because I had to go ask a dentist what to do. I had to ask my doctor and eventually a chiropractor knew how to work on my jaw muscles and relieved all of that. And at the same time, my anxiety went away. So I don't know what caused what, but they were definitely associated. Um, And that was also shortly after I got off a certain birth control pill that has major anxiety as a side effect. (laughs) (laughs) Layers and layers, these health issues. Mm-hmm. I know it's funny too how people say I was I was on birth control for over 10 years and thank goodness I'm not anymore because my husband had a procedure but um, it's crazy when you actually look at the side effects of birth control and there is kind of this pervasive thought like well it's just a pill take the pill and you'll be you know and that's put that pressure is put on women I mean I was I was on the pill for 20 10 20 20 some odd years and still to this day when I go to my year for my yearly pap smear and I tell her oh I'm you know experiencing this and that she wants to put me on the pill of course like are you crazy Mm -hmm. yeah it's just ridiculous it is and you think about what it does and why it suppresses things and you're basically causing a hormone hormone imbalance in your body. Like, right. But no so wonder many we have poor issues. women don't know that. So many <laughs> I know, women, they don't. so many women that aren't really into the health and wellness, you know, scene like we are, they just go along with their doctor and they go back on the pill. And then mm-hmm. it just, it's just terrible for you. It's, and I was, it, then they don't give you any other options. I know. No. I was put on it for skincare originally I to get rid of acne. That had that, yeah. Yeah, they're not getting to the root underlying problems. Yeah, it worked. But like Christina said, then you get off of it and it comes right back. Yeah. Right. What was the root cause? Mm-hmm. Why were you getting the acne in the first place? Right? Yeah. Because if your hormones mm-hmm. were not balanced, there's other ways to balance your hormones. Right. They need to 
figure that out. What's, what's out of balance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. And I do feel, I think Melissa Crook, she's not on this time, but would have a lot to say about this because that's been Mm -hmm. one of her reasons for launching. And I do feel like her podcast, I do feel like there's a lot of women now trying to connect the dots between you can't just have one doctor. You have to have Mm -hmm. multiple people advocating for you, a nutritionist, a chiropractor, a general practitioner, you know, like Christina said, maybe it's a surgeon in some cases, which, you know, I, I won't even get into all my health issues because it would take five hours to dissect. But oh my gosh, how is that possible? You look so healthy. (laughs) Well, I really am. And I'm very proud of it because I've worked so hard in my life Mm -hmm. to not let these things take control. Because Mm -hmm. I think all of us know, you know, that song, and I don't remember who writes it. That's like, everybody knows that person in the room that like, nobody wants to be around. And Mm -hmm. it's just kind of a downer. And, you know, and I just had this moment because I was diagnosed with melanoma when I was 23. Mm -hmm. And it was severe. It was like what they call a medium grade melanoma. My dad doesn't believe in sunscreen. Dad, if you ever listen to this, I love you, but you're crazy. Um, So I grew up in Southern California, going to the beach and turning into what looked like a little Mexican baby with white Mm -hmm. blonde hair, which led to multiple skincare issues as I got older. But, and it was a miracle because if I had waited any longer, it would have gone into my bloodstream and I wouldn't be here right now. But... Mm -hmm. Um, and that's so young yeah I was a test case because I was 23 and my dermatologist at the time similar to what you were just saying was like it was actually my mom who had melanoma before me who saw the mole and was like that looks weird go get it removed and the dermatologist literally says to me as he's scraping it off I'm sure this is nothing but we'll send it in anyway and then two weeks later I had like 50 missed calls because I was on a camping trip from the doctor and my mom telling me I had to go in the very next week and get a consultation with like a Mohs specialist. So don't ignore your skin. Sarah's mm-hmm. right. Wear your sunscreen. So important. And I will say like, I love the natural sunscreens, but I also feel like you have to find one that actually protects your skin. Mm-hmm. So there's a balance between the chemicals and the natural products because some of them don't. And I sometimes kind of want to yell at my friends who put the natural stuff on their kids and they still burn anyway because the mineral stuff comes off like really quickly Mm -hmm. so um it does like they've done like blue light tests of people who have sunscreen on versus who don't and you can see there's like a literal block of the sun Mm -hmm. um But anyway, the point being circling back is that at around 25, I had had about two years where I was just like in, it felt like I couldn't move, like I couldn't function in life. All my friends were out partying and getting sunburned. And I feel like I had to show up to everything like fully covered. And like, it just felt like it was taking over in this really negative way. And fortunately, I was with my now husband at the time, we've been together a really long time. And he's a, he's the ultimate optimist. I call him my Pollyanna because he's like Mm -hmm. always happy, Mm -hmm. always has a good perspective on life. And he was like, you know, you could die tomorrow because you could get hit by a bus. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, you're so right. And I just decided I would be 70%. I would do Mm -hmm. 70% of the work to make sure I don't get skin cancer again. But the other percent, I'm going to just not worry about it. I'm going to have fun. So I do go out in the sun. I wear 50 
but I don't just sit in the house or wear like some crazy attire. And so far I've been really lucky because I go in every six months. So there's like this balance, right? Of like taking care of it, but also not letting it take control Mm -hmm. of everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How do you think that changed you? Like, did it change you in a mental way too? Like to be so scared about going in to find out your diagnosis? That's a good, that's a good question. I do think every time I'm supposed to go in for the appointment and I don't really share this often. I don't share it with my husband. There is about two weeks before where I almost cancel it because I really don't want to know. And yeah, then but you're looking have, at your skin already, you know, you kind yeah. of, there isn't like anything mm-hmm. that just pops up out of the blue, probably that you're not aware Actually, of. Weirdly, it has a couple times. Yeah. There's been a few mm-hmm. that do suddenly appear and they'll remove it. Cause I have a really great dermatologist. Mm-hmm. Definitely find yourself a good dermatologist. Mm-hmm. She doesn't remove moles like crazy. Like they used to do that. And mm-hmm. it just causes tons of like divots in your body mm-hmm. basically. But she just watches them. We have pictures of every mole on my body. Mm-hmm. And once in a while, one weird one does pop up or it changes and she'll remove it. And actually that just happened like last month. And I was really freaked out because it takes two weeks to get the results. But it was totally normal. And yeah, I think that's the thing is it's like, I do think there's this piece that comes with maintaining things and advocating for yourself. Like Sarah, like Christina was saying, don't just sit there and go, Hashimoto's it could be coming it could not they've told me not to worry about it because you will worry about it Mm -hmm. but at the same time once you've done the work it's kind of like you got to just go okay I'm gonna go do my thing Mm -hmm. yeah just staying on top of everything makes Mm -hmm. you feel it just helps so much without anxiety yeah Mm -hmm. I think I mean we all kind of are on the same page about being forward thinking with our health but I hear a lot of people will not go to annual doctor visits, dentist visits, because they would just rather not know. Mm -hmm. And that's surprising to me because I don't want to be in the dark like that. But some people choose just not to go and address things. Well, that was my mom and she died of cancer at 66 because she was terrified of the doctor. And she did get an annual pap smear and mammogram but she would put it off as long as possible and was always scared about it. But as far as like a general doctor and getting regular blood work and all of that, she never wanted to do any of that. And so she probably avoided, she probably had pains and things that didn't feel right for, I mean, it could have been 20 years for all I know. (laughs) Then it manifested in a big, bad way. So, yeah. I'd rather be on top of it. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I do get scared too. But, you know, that brings up uh, yesterday, somebody was telling me about this blood test, I guess, that's called, I want to say it's called Grail. Mm -hmm. That I guess Milken just wrote a whole book, like a health book. I guess he's on the forefront of all this, you know, like technology and the aging industry. And, I think it's a thousand dollar blood test, but it will test you for the top 50 cancers to see if you have any stage of it in your body. And I don't think he had done it, but his uh, partner had done it and a couple of his friends had done it and they were all thankfully, you know, completely cancer free. But 
it brought up this conversation like, Ooh, oh, that's kind of scary. Like, I actually don't <laughs> know that I want to go get that blood test, you know? You know, I mean, but it's like information, like you said, a few episodes it ago, is. it's hard it not is. to seek out that information and insight. But also I think you too, I think of both of you as really positive people. Like that's what I see exude from you, but you both also are really proactive in figuring things out, whether it's professionally or in your personal life. And I feel like the individuals who don't want to know, they just, they might think they're being positive, but this is me telling you you're not. And you're just like <laughs> putting your head in the sand. Right. End up well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, my husband will like to tell me all the time that he thinks I just focus on this stuff too much, you know, and that there is a part of when you're focused on it too much, are you worried about it? And if you're worried about it, are you attracting it to yourself because you're, you know, putting so much energy into it? So there is kind of a balance, you know, Mm -hmm. you have to, you have to lighten up and have fun and, you know, Mm -hmm. do, do what you've got to have to do to to test yourself and to be on top of things, but not let it consume you. Totally. Yeah. Like for example, I probably won't get that test done because Mm -hmm. I'm watching my cancer risk in other ways. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so you, you get to decide like how deep do you want to dig into things? What, if there's people listening that are like, yeah, I kind of do feel off, but they aren't sure where to start even what advice or what would you tell someone in that position? Are you asking me? Either. Yeah. Either of you. (laughs) I mean, I'm not a doctor. So all I will say is that just start questioning. Just ask your friends, like, who do they go to? Who do they, you know, I feel like women are so good at sharing resources and, their experiences and you know I I didn't I couldn't accept that I just didn't feel as good as I could possibly feel and went to a bunch of different doctors everyone said I looked great my blood work was fine until I found this endocrinologist that had me do the three-hour blood glucose test and I had a result that was not not ideal. And so I learned how to manage my blood sugar and I feel so much better. And I realized, wow, that was related to my hormones, to my adrenals, to, to everything. But had I not continued down that path, I would not have found that out. I would have just, you know, a lot of people think, oh, you're just getting older. It's hormones. Just, But I don't accept that I should not feel great. I think even though I'm 53 years old, I should feel great. Now, I don't feel great today because I had a weekend in Montecito of drinking and eating a lot. (laughs) So I know today I don't feel my best, but I know tomorrow and the next day, once I'm back on my program, I'm going to feel good again. But if I felt like this all the time, I would know there is something not right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. I also think it's, if you already have a general practitioner, I really recommend people go see a nutritionist if they're not feeling great. Um, because sometimes it, it is that kind of like that yin and yang, like the general practitioner is going to look at what might be broken, but a nutritionist I feel is really looking at where 
you can actually fill in gaps and like what's missing from your daily life. And that can be very helpful if it's a credible person, someone who's, you know, certified. Yeah. And I, I mean, I would even go farther to say I have a naturopathic doctor, which I love. And I would say that even above a nutritionist who's just looking at you, you know, sometimes it really depends on the nutritionist because I've met nutritionists before that think they're telling you things that, you know, they'll tell me things. I'm like, no, that is not actually like, I cannot <laughs> eat those things that you're recommending that I eat. A naturopathic doctor or mine will do very, very deep, intense blood work. And then we see the gaps. We see where we need to support with supplements, with food and with exercise and, and every other kind of modality and put together like a whole program for you based on a GI map test, a Dutch test for your hormones, blood work, so that you're really getting, you know, anybody can sit there and recommend that you eat a certain diet or take certain supplements, but until you have the, the real picture of what's going on with you and your body, you're just sort of shooting in the dark. That's a good point. Absolutely. Yeah. And you could, yeah, you could start one place and end up in another place, but you could just Mm -hmm. go right to the source and that's always good. So, yeah. Well, that's probably a good place to close. Sarah, do you want to? Yeah. Yeah. That was a a good conversation. And uh, next episode we'll have a guest on. Um, So thank you everyone for chatting with us today and hanging out with us and listening in. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook and you would love for you to leave a review, give us a rating, all those good things. And Um, share with your friends. Yeah. Sharing is very helpful. Mm -hmm. And if you guys have guest recommendations or topics you want us to touch on, let us know. And we'll leave you with a quote. Um, This is from VJ Markham. You can find her on Instagram. And this quote says, and now I hold space for the next version of me. She is coming. Trust your gut. So thank you, everyone. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Good chatting with you, ladies.